This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle. Get in on the conversation at 866-979-ESPN. Now here's your host, the professor, John Clayton. Load up those phone lines. We want you to call. Got a lot of football stuff going on this weekend. A lot of controversy, a lot of craziness, a lot of disappointment on the Seahawks. But still, call us, 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. We are taking your text questions at uh, 206-421-3776 on the uh, Mac and Jack text line. So call us there. Let's go to Gil in Bothell. Hey, Gil. Hey, John. Thanks for taking the call. Thanks for calling. Hey, do you think the Seahawks' defense uh, continues to go like the whole seasons? Will that put any coaches on the hot seat going forward so making changes? It'll, I mean, certainly it's going to put the defensive coordinator on the hot seat. I mean, again, Pete Carroll. I mean, Pete Carroll has too good of a record. I mean, you know, let's say, for example, this is a non-playoff year. And, of course, when you lose your starting quarterback, all of a sudden that creeps in because, uh, and again, he's, you know, we know he's going to not, he, he missed last I mean, he's going to miss this week and then three more weeks, and so he's you know he's not going to be able to play till after the bye week when they go against Green Bay, if then. And so that that knocks you down. You just have to. I mean, you have to make the best you can. I, I still go. Uh, I still go by the idea that uh, you know you had you know it was the thought is if you have a good backup quarterback. And obviously, Geno Smith's a good backup quarterback. He can come off the bench to win you three games. But if you play him six, he can lose you three games. And so, you know, a backup quarterback, best you can hope for is a 500 record. That's the best you can hope for. And so it's like, uh, yeah, we'll see where that goes. Now, again, you know, uh, New Orleans is not that good of a team. Uh, I know they have a, they've played decently. They've got a 3-2 and two record and all that stuff. But, you know, they, they were down as many as 10 starters at the beginning of the season. And so they have some holes. Now they're starting to get some guys back, and that'll make them dangerous for the Monday night game. But uh, in the end, I think what you're looking at is that uh, – it's you know it it's uh, you know there'll be obviously some it has to have some changes because again if this season's not going to work out something has to be adjusted but it won't be the head coach. Uh, what about what's going on with uh, Chris Carson? Um, he's gone out uh, for three weeks. Yeah. Do you see any uh, changes going in the off season because he's not able to finish the whole season? Years. Well, apparently, you know, again, uh, this this is a neck injury that I may go back uh, before he came into the National Football League. And so because of the fact he's so physical as a runner, I mean, he does tend to, you know, have a, a sore neck and all that stuff. And that neck has been sore, particularly in the last few weeks. And so now not only did he miss last week and the week before that, now he's going to go on injured reserve today and then be out for three more weeks. So he's out to the bye week. So now you lose your starting running back for five weeks. And then, I mean, you look back in history, uh, you know, Chris Carson has, you know, missed three games or more so often, you know, because, again, of the physical nature of his running. And that's obviously why, for example, uh, you know, when he hit free agency uh, and, of course, I even go back to, uh, you know, when he came into the league, you know, he, uh, you know, he, he was held down a little bit because I think the injury factor. And like, for example, this year, I mean, he tried to get some big money in free agency, but we had to come back and settle for a little over five million dollars to come back with the Seahawks on a two year deal. So it's like, uh, you know, that's that's been the problem. And of course, but, you know, you know, you can see that, uh, you know, they're going to have to address the running back position if he's going to continue to be hurt like that, because, you know, that Rashad Penny's not going to be back because he's always hurt. And then, uh, you know, you still had, you know, 
Alex Collins that's going to be there, but uh, they, they've got a lot of work to do if this is going to be an right. off season. And you did, I heard the rumors out there that FBS will trade that for and trade any for going for a cornerback. The Broncos, I forgot the guy's name, but do uh, you think they're going to trade for him before the season? They could. Over. Yeah, they could. I mean, again, it's like uh, they they weren't going to you know spend the uh, seven million dollars, which would have been five point eight million for Stephon Gilmore. They they just didn't want to do that because again, he's thirty one, he's injured, and he didn't have a good season last year. And this is the year after he was a defensive MVP. So it's like uh, you know they didn't want to take that risk. But uh, no, I mean understand that John Snyder is involved in every single deal in the National Football League. So he's always going to be looking, and and you. you you see what he's done over the last couple of years. You know, they needed help at the defensive end position, so they go ahead and they uh, get Carlos Dunlap last year. You know, they were able to get Quandre Diggs during the season, so they're right. always going to be looking, right. and they got plenty of cap room because they got about, you know, $11, 12000000 million of cap room right now. So, you know, they should be fine in that regard. But again, right now, they just got to, you know, get things internally fixed so that they can play better and see if they can win. All right, thanks, John. Thanks for taking the call. You have okay. a great weekend. Gil, hey, thank you. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to Corey in Puyallup. Hey, Corey. How you doing, JC? Good. How are you? Doing good. Um, I'm just getting real sick of all this Seahawks hate, you know. I mean, like, all the Seahawks fans just mm-hmm. freak out after, after every single loss. It just gets real annoying. I mean. I agree. I have, I, 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 I'm, I'm as annoyed as you are. I mean, I get it. We're used to winning, but I mean, it's not like we're going to win the Super Bowl every year and never lose. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. if, and and I mean, think about the teams in the last ten years. Who's had a better run than the Seahawks, the Saints, and the and the Patriots? That's about it, really. Yeah. Now, you, you, Every you, team. I mean, you you, you you can say Green Bay too. Yeah, Green Bay's up there, but I mean, you don't expect to make it to the Super Bowl every year. I mean, if that happens, you might as well just. I yeah, I mean, like, you, you look, for example, at, like, Green Bay. I mean, again, and this is the history of the league. It's tough to get to the Super Bowl. Oh, because, it's very hard. Yeah, I, 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 there's so many things that work against you. Like, for example, what works against you if you're trying injuries. to get... Yeah, injuries. I mean, because, again, if you get key injuries, particularly toward the end of the season, you know, that works against you. Then, of course, uh, you know, you, you've got, uh, you know, different type of things. And, you know, uh, but that's why, for example, you don't have many... Uh, consistent Super Bowl winners. Sure, the Patriots were able to do that, and there was more consistency in the AFC because, I mean, until Patrick Mahomes got to Kansas City, I mean, you go back to, what, 2003, there was only four teams that, uh, you know, went to the Super Bowl and won. I mean, you had the, uh, certainly... uh, Joe Flacco with Baltimore. You had Ben Roethlisberger. You had, you know, Tom Brady, and then you had Peyton Manning. That was it. I mean, that was it for more than a decade. And so it's like, oh, geez, it's like, yeah. And again, I mean, and you look in the AFC, it's like, okay, uh, as good as Green Bay's been with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, what they've been to what two Super Bowls and won one. Okay. And I know in the last four NFC Championship games, Aaron Rodgers has lost every one of them. Yeah, and another thing I'm not getting, I mean, isn't it week six? Yes. I thought the season was over in week 18 this year. Yeah, is it correct? is. Well, I mean, yeah, last, last year. Saying, yeah, yeah, a lot of people are saying uh, the Seahawks are done. I mean, um, if you ask me, we still got 12 more games to go. And uh, just because Geno's going to be three games, I mean, if we go 2-1 and one here, mm-hmm. and then we get a good run with Russ, I mean, I don't think the Cardinals are amazing as everyone thinks. I mean. I think they're lucky, like they kind of got last year, six and two start. I mean, they could do that again and then yeah. choke again. 
I don't think the team that scares me the most is the Rams. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Cardinals don't really scare me. I mean, let, come on, Seahawks fans. Let's just because we're used to winning here, let's not give up on our team. I'll tell you what, Corey, you're, you're a voice of reason, a voice oh, of reason, yeah, a voice of reason we need, because again, I, I mean, I just sit here. I know all the hosts here at 710 sit here and hear all the negativity, you know, and again, it's like, you know, they keep bringing up, well, Russ, Russ will be gone next year. He can't says go who? anywhere. Yeah. Says who? Yeah. I mean, it's like, uh, why wouldn't, why wouldn't he want to come back? I mean, where would he really go? Mm-hmm. Great. I mean, it's like, for example, I mean, again, we know his agent is terrible. Yeah, I mean, but Mark Rogers also couldn't win a, win a low world, world Series. So, I mean, what can that guy really do? Yeah, I agreed. I mean, again, he's a, yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a baseball. Yeah, I mean, it seemed like he bought his whole Little League team and he still couldn't win it. Exactly. So it's like, uh, but again, you know, it's like, uh, it's, it's a matter of patching things together because the one thing is, I mean, you go to another team, you don't know what you're going to get. And, so and I, another thing I can't stand is stop this Pete Carroll talk. Pete is not going anywhere. Pete is the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. No, Pete, I agree. The only way Pete's leaving is if Pete's retiring. That's right. Pete's, Pete's not going anywhere, guys. So just get used to that. Mm-hmm. No, and, and nor should he. And again, it's like uh, I mean, he's got this team in the playoffs just about every year he's been exactly. here. Exactly. He's made the playoffs ten years in a row, and people are still complaining. Like, mm-hmm. And they're talking about it. how bad this team is. Sure, yeah, exactly. It, it, it's playing bad, no question about it. But this team has definitely a ton of talent. And don't get me wrong, we figure out a few things here. The league's going to be on notice, and trust me, Seattle mm-hmm. will be there in the end of the year. There you go. Trust me. Hey, Corey. Seattle th- will be there. Thank you for the phone Back call. Thank you. All right, 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Give us a call here. In the meantime, we'll also take your text questions, and that'll be at uh, 206-421-3776, and that's on the Mac and Jack's text line from the 253. John, do you think that the Seahawks will make a move for a new short-term quarterback while Wilson is down? Uh, When do you think we should see him back on the field? Well, I mean, you know, they brought in Blake Bortles last week, and, uh, you know, and, you know, they didn't sign him, but I think that uh, that's a definite possibility to bring in Blake Bortles next week uh, and try to, uh, you know, look at things. Again, I mean, some people keep on bringing up the idea of Cam Newton. You know, and again, I just don't think he's a fit in this offense because, again, he's not as accurate as you want for this type of an offense. And sure, he's a running quarterback, but the one thing that has changed in the last 24 hours is that he did get vaccinated. So now, you know, if he does, and of course, I, it, I think it's still a matter, he's got to wait another week or so because he just got vaccinated this week and you need two weeks to be fully vaccinated. And so it's like, but he is vaccinated. So that, you know, gives that option available too. But again, I, my guess is what you're looking at is the three, in, three weeks of injury, Russell Wilson being on that injured list, is that most likely he's going to go past the bye week and be there for the Green Bay game. That would be my anticipation. So stay tuned to that. From the 360, uh, who do you th- rank uh, the a- NFC West now that Wilson is down for the next few weeks? Well, I mean, uh, it, it's still a matter that uh, Arizona currently is above the uh, Rams, you know, because, again, they beat the Rams and they're 5-0. and But, again, that could change tomorrow because of the problems that the Cardinals have. You know, they won't have Cliff Kingsbury. They won't have some of their key offensive coaches. They won't have probably Chandler Jones. You know, they've got other players that are on the COVID list and not going to be able to go. So, you know, they've got some big issues right now. That's definitely going to be a problem. So, you know, they... Yeah, so that would put the Rams back on top. And then, you know, I think it's just a matter between, you know, I think Seahawks 
would be number three. And right now, the 49ers number four. And the only reason I put the 49ers number four is they continue to mount injury after injury after injury. It just doesn't stop. And so, uh, you know, uh, that was the same thing that happened to them last year, and they dropped down to six and ten. So it's like, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see if they have any improvement with the injury situation. But if they don't, it'll be a repeat of last season. From the four two five, uh, did you watch any of the start of the Kraken season? Yes, I've watched both games, and uh, I'm impressed. You know, because, again, what I like about the Kraken, even though they didn't match up athletically against Las Vegas, they were resilient. You know, they were down 3 nothing. They came back. They had two goals in, like, about a minute. That was encouraging. And then, you know, you can see that they finally got their first win on Thursday and a 4-3 basis. And the goaltender seems to be real good. And if you have a good goaltender, then you can stay in most games. And so I like what I see of the Kraken. And it's still going to be great to see when they finally get their first home game. Now, Professor, what do you think uh, of the London games? Does the NFL think it can expand with worldwide teams? Well, they do, but again, you know, they're not going to because again, I can't see the NFL owners going past 32 teams and its expansion. Now, I don't know if Jacksonville eventually will move to London or play half their games in London or whatever it is, but what they're looking at is that you can see the the soccer market and you can see that there's so much money out there as far as sponsorships. And if they can get football, which, of course, you know, this is a different version. Soccer is a different version of football. But if they can get football out there, then they can get some of that money. And if that's going to be the case, it just raised more revenue for the owners. And, of course, they're always interested in raising revenue. So you put all that together and it's like, OK, let's let's see where it goes. I'm, I'm I'll, Let's put it. I went to London. I'm glad I went. Uh, hope to, not to go back soon. But again, you know, the Seahawks eventually are going to get a game in the next couple of years where they're going to be overseas. So you have to you know, stay tuned for that. But uh, in the end, it's like, uh, you know, I'm not thrilled with it because but I mean, the only the only good thing about it is that you get to watch a game at 630 in the morning. And so you start Sunday morning off like you will tomorrow morning and you did last week, you know, being able to watch football. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. John Clayton Show, 710 ESPN Seattle. This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle and 710sports.com. Dave Crosby at the bottom of the hour, 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to Victor in Auburn. Hey, Victor. Hey, John. Another great show. Oh, thank you. Um, any theories coming up? Uh, nothing right now. No, just, uh, just kind right. of waiting it out. Yeah. Um, a couple quick questions about the the Denver Broncos. Yeah. I noticed uh, um, the cornerbacks coming off of the injury that our, um, our thing just escapes me. Is Ronald gonna, Ronald Darby Ronald Darby, Darby. Yeah, like that. is he going to jump right back into the starting position or are they going to keep uh, Sertan out there? I, I think they're, they they probably will alternate him a little bit. I know Vic Vic Fangio. By the way, I, I know I wrote about this for one hundred four point three. Is that uh, I appreciate Vic Fangio's honesty. You know, so like uh, you know, you ask him about Darby. He's like, well, we'll see. What we we'll get him back there. But ultimately, I mean, he's going to be the starter. But again, they like Sertan enough, and also Sertan's a little bit banged up. So you know, I, I think it's going to be they'll share share the position and do some different things, and they may put Sertan a little bit in the slot. But I mean, that's that's the advantage. But of course, what the heck happened, Victor, with Kyle uh, Fuller last week? Oh my I, God! The 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 plays where he was beat. Uh, I, I mean. <laughs> Both those passes, I mean, just if he was maybe two inches taller, mm-hmm. he, he would have knocked both of them away. But 
I guess that's the, the name of the game. He just, I, I don't know. I don't know what happened. There was no pressure on Ben. Um, no one was getting through. It, it was it was rough to watch, especially the first three quarters. I don't, and then the offense. Yeah. You know, was it like 20% on third down or? On third down conversions are 28.4. That's worse than horrible. Football. Yeah. yeah, that's horrible. And then that's what you brought uh, Bridgewater in to do. And mm-hmm. he didn't seem like he wanted to run last week out of the out of the the, the pocket. I mean, there's a couple plays. Even that last touchdown or the touchdown they should have scored, they could have scored to tie the game. Mm-hmm. Guy was covered. He yeah. scrambled out two yards to the right and scored a, a, ran it in. But yeah, missed opportunity, John. It's getting tiresome. Very I know. Tiresome. I mean, again, it's like I mean, so you knew it was going to be a three and zero start because of the schedule, but now they've lost two in a row, and you start to worry. It's like, where is this football team? You know, because now they're just they're just hanging on, and they've got to get this fixed, or you know, this season's just going to be another average one. And if that's going to be the case, I mean, would you agree if this is going to be an eight wins, eight eight and nine team, or something like that? There's going to be a new coach next year. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think it's going to Tanji will be able to save his job if they're not five hundred. Or well, I guess it can't be five hundred. Yeah. Yeah. But if, you, if you're not battling making games into the end of January that are, that are reasonable. And and he probably deserves it. He's a great defensive coach. It doesn't seem like he pays attention too much to offense. Uh-huh. He, he brought on Pat Shermer. I know they wanted to get rid of Pat Shermer at one point, but he's a good friend with them, so I mm-hmm. guess that's his job security. But Shermer doesn't seem like he's doing the offense any favors. I mean, we all, I know they only got uh, a certain amount of plays last week, but yeah. I mean, that, that was, it, it was disgusting to watch. And then, um, oh, on the wide receiver, or also on the uh, defense, is is Chubb able to come back this week? I, I thought this was his fourth game. Yeah, I mean, I think he's able to come back, but he's, but not, he's not he's not healthy enough to come back. Not, oh, man. I mean, because I know they said early in the week he's still a couple weeks away. Dang. Yeah, yeah, I must have missed that one. The one thing I don't like about Fangio, it does seem that he doesn't, he, he doesn't take blame. And I know nothing yeah. should be completely blamed on him, but a lot of stuff like uh, coaches' calls, timeouts, he doesn't really say, okay, my bad, I, you know, I'll try to improve on this. He seems to point the finger elsewhere, and, and I, yeah. I get, you know, you don't want to own up to too much like that. Do you see if uh, Bridgewater has another game or two like this and uh, Denver loses two more that they might consider bringing in uh, uh, Goofy? Uh, on, I, I don't know. I mean, I think that still be it would be a downgrade, but I think if they lose a couple more games and you know they only they're not getting third down conversions or getting too many third and longs, yeah, then I think that they may look at it. But again, is that going to make it better? Because even you know when he had to fill in for the injury with the concussion with Teddy Bridgewater, he didn't look great. I mean, he had an interception, and you know again, I mean, you can see this is going to be his last year. But let me ask you this, Victor: Is that because uh, what, 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 again, you know. Uh, I am writing for 104.3 and love doing it and all that different stuff. Yeah, great articles. Yeah, you you like them? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I see them all the time. I try to retweet them and, and mm-hmm. them. yeah, they're good. They're good insight. Yeah, but but here's what I'm wondering about. Think about the change that's going to happen next year because I think it's pretty evident that uh, the team is going to be sold, right? You would yeah. you agree? Yeah. So it's yeah. like they're going to sell the team, and if that's going to be the case, there could be a lot of changes. Now again, you know. You know, with the six-year contract, that George Payton's going to be the general manager, and rightfully so. I mean, he's earned that, and he's done a good job of acquiring talent. But I think what you're also looking at is that uh, you know, new ownership, possibly new coach, new new situations like that could be bad. I would imagine it'd be bad, especially since you have to learn a new system for a lot of these young offensive players. But the team is very young. Yeah, they got a lot of talent. 
they got a lot of talent on offense if they can stay healthy. I mean, running back set, wide receiver set, offensive line maybe needs a little bit of work, but they're all young. Mm-hmm. Defense has a lot of a couple more aging stars, but uh, whoever comes in, I don't think it's a long road like you had with the Jets or no, some of the no. other teams. Their their coffers never been empty. Mm-hmm. It's just they can't, they, they can't they're not gelling. They're not performing. That offense, the quarterback is not doing it. It's, you said this many times and many years ago about if you, you have a quarterback, you know they can make up for a lot of things. If you yeah. don't have a quarterback, then all the other deficiencies that are in the team are going to show themselves, and that's what's been happening the last four years. Denver's had a, a playoff team mm-hmm. with their with their, their their stars or their ability. It just said three and out, three and out, three and out, uh, turnover, turnover. You, you can't win games like that. Even when Peyton was playing his last year mm-hmm. and he wasn't fit, uh, effective that much. He still was safe with the ball. Mm-hmm. He was able to hit within the 15, 20 yards. So even a third and eight, or the, uh, what, nothing seemed unmanageable. And he was smart with the team. But it, it, with, with Gridwater or Luck or Simeon or whoever, throw in whoever, they don't have the, the mind that Peyton does of knowing whether or, – or the practice ability. Right, right. I'm, I don't hear anything coming out of the camp where uh, Bridgewater would stay with the, the wide receivers that work on the timing or, or anything. And I know Peyton demanded a lot of that, so mm-hmm. it's rough. It's it rough. is. What, what, uh, what new head coaches are out there, you think? I, are, I mean, a hot take. I mean, again, it's like, I mean, you're looking at the Joe Brady's and, you know, you're looking at, uh, you know, the Buffalo offensive coordinator. I mean, so many teams right now want to hire uh, you know, coaches that are offensive-minded and call their own plays and all that stuff. So, again, we'll, we'll see. I mean, obviously they're not going to hire a college coach, but uh, right now things are bad. Hey, Victor, thank you for the phone call. All right, take care, John. Have a good weekend. All right, let's go to Steve in Skyway. Hey, hey Steve. Hey, good morning, John. How good morning. Are you? Good, how are you? All right. Hey, I wanted to cut a couple things I wanted to cover yeah. with you today. Um, the uh, Thursday night game um, with uh, Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. Bruce Arian is known, you know, his famous saying, no risk it, no biscuit. Right. Was that sound the way they handled Richard Sherman? Uh, they, they probably handled it wrong, but uh, they basically didn't have any choice. I mean, because, okay. you know, they, you, you know, they, they went down, uh, you know, two cornerbacks and then they lost their top third. Their th- their, their, they were down three cornerbacks. And so now they go into the game last week and, you know, here's Sherman with only three practices. Okay. And again, no training camp, you know, no off season program, you know, you know, he had the problems in the off season, you know, nothing, uh, you know, before the season. And so then he goes there and then it's only natural that you can expect some kind of a soft tissue injury like that. And so here it is, what first quarter he gets the hamstring injury. And even when he came back and said it, uh, is that, uh, yeah, probably put too much on myself in trying to you know, come back so quickly. And again, it's like, it's, you know, it's like he probably should not have been out there. He probably should have waited a couple weeks. Yeah, because they weren't looking long-term, weren't they? No. I mean, again, they're trying to just win in the, sh- in the short term, but now they won't have him for three or four weeks. You know, and again, you know, it's like I, I feel bad. You know, I, you know, it's like I don't feel bad for the Bucks because they're the ones that had no choice but to rush him. I just feel bad for Richard Sherman. Yeah. Hey, and let me ask you this, too. In watching that game, I was mm-hmm. looking at Jason Kelsey, and I know he's the brother of, of uh, Travis. Of Travis. Do they have a chance to be a, a brother, as brothers make it to the Hall of Fame? Mm, no. Okay. I mean, Travis has a chance, but I don't think Jason does. Okay, and then let me ask you this. Earlier in the season, there was a lot of talk about whether the league had caught up with uh, Lamar Jackson. 
Yeah. It didn't look like it on Monday night. No, that's right. No, and again, thank you for the phone call. But Lamar right now has been unstoppable. He's just been that great. Hey, coming up next, our weekly dose of the Gras with Dave Grosby. This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle and 710sports.com. It is time for our weekly dose of the Gras with Dave Grosby. And so, uh, Dave, uh, you know, news yesterday that Russell Wilson is going on IR. He'll go on there officially today. Chris Carson goes on IR. So they're out to the bye week. You know, how much of a drop-off will there be without these two guys? Well, Carson's the interesting one. Um, yeah. You know, we, Wilson was the expected one, obviously, and the drop-off will be huge, although it, we've, as we've been talking about all week, I imagine you've been talking about yeah. all day with the defense playing the way they're playing. It's maybe not the biggest concern they have, but I was, I was, it's too bad to see about Chris Carson. Uh, the offense is really going to be uh, have uh, have one arm tied behind their back against Pittsburgh. I expect Geno Smith to play all right. Uh, he's a he's a veteran who wasn't as bad as people remember him being back when he was playing, and he's added on a lot to his game since then. I just wonder, you know, will the Seahawks be able to win a game without Russell Wilson making one of those insane plays, whether it's with his feet or with his arm, that he seems to make in every game to win? And, um, you know, that's obviously not going to be the case. And, and um, with Rashad Penny out, uh, the running game is, is somewhat limited. I don't know how, if they'll if – they'll, done something special with the playbook this week. I don't imagine you're going to do too much for Geno Smith. There's going to be some different things in there. So I guess uh, if you're looking for an advantage they have is uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers um, film is not going to be much much use to them, especially when they're looking at Washington, excuse me, especially when they're looking at Seattle's offense. Yeah, I mean, because all they're going to be able to look at is that, uh, you know, the you know, three or four drives that uh, Geno Smith made, you know, the 98-yard drive and the field goal drive and a couple others that uh, didn't work out as well. And that's all they have because, again, it's like, you know, you, you, there's never been a game until this week where Russell Wilson hasn't played. Well, it's really too bad because, um, you know, Geno almost had a perfect story. You know, he threw the interception and you went back and looked at the replay a couple of times and Tyler Lockett got tangled up and fell down. Otherwise, the pass pass was thrown before he fell even. So it really was not an interception called on a quarterback. But those are the kind of plays that Russell Wilson seemed to manage to avoid Mm -hmm. uh, over the years, it it seems to me. So, um, you know, we'll see. We'll see how soon he's ready to come back. Um, You know, I I really have kind of pegged, uh, John, the... The Saints game is, is the one that will determine whether or not they can really keep playoff hopes alive, frankly. Yeah, yeah agreed. They need to win that one because I, 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 I have trouble seeing them win Pittsburgh. Um, and I certainly think they're good enough to beat Jacksonville. But um, the New Orleans game is, is the wild card game. If you can get a win in that game, uh, you got a chance to keep playoff hopes alive. You know, uh, and Graz, I mean, we've been together on radio for most of like uh, 30 years together, mm-hmm. right? And so yep. it's like... Where do you rank this town when things go wrong as far as overreacting to things? And because, again, you've been in so many different cities and all those different mm. things. I mean, where do, you, where do you rank Seattle compared to the places you've been and the places you hear about? I think what it depends on, John, is um, the team mm-hmm. and their history to a degree, uh, to, to what you see over overreactions to um you know, and, and what you're overreacting to, uh, I think, from from because you're talking about you think Seahawks fans are overreacting big time this week. Yeah, I think Seahawks fans have, have have gotten a little spoiled. I mean, you know, when 
we just go back 10, 15 years when they weren't the the Kings and and uh, were, were on the sidelines trying to trying to catch up with the Sonics and those and the Mariners and those guys. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. it was a different different tale altogether. Now I think people uh, you know have 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 gotten spoiled, and I think that 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 factors into it. I think I think in in, in most cities. Fans overreact. I mean, it's just just a question of being of being fans. They overreact, and depending on the team, it can be can be really dramatic. And, and look, in this case, I, I'm not, I'm going to give I'm going to give them a pass on overreacting because of what we talked about in the in the last uh, the last little blurb there. I mean, this is the first time since Russell Wilson's been a Seahawk that he's not playing quarterback. Mm-hmm. It's a big thing, and you know, couple that with the fact that they've got the worst defense in the NFL. That um, is somehow magically going to have to get better again, and, and they haven't added, added any players to it yet. Um, I think there's reason to be very, very concerned if you're a Seahawks fan. No, no doubt about it. Uh, I mean, again, but but again, it's like okay. So I mean, again, bad seasons happen. Okay, happens. But they don't, John. They they, they haven't here. Yeah, they haven't <laughs> here. But again, it's like because right now things are not going well. Now you got people wanting to get rid of Pete Carroll. People want to get rid of John Snyder. That you know Russell Wilson's going to be traded. It's like people be reasonable, and it's like it's, so many people are just not being reasonable. I think most are. I think uh, the the ones that we engage with yeah. on social media are, tend to be the most reactionary. I think most people are a little more reasonable than that. And, and certainly, if if you're thinking that it's time to get rid of John Schneider and Pete Carroll, hmm. you're uh, you, you just don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what you're watching. You don't know what you've been watching. You don't know what you're about to watch. I mean, the, the, we just you know this is this is a fairly un, un I'm not gonna say unprecedented run, rare run in the NFL when you go nine, ten straight years with winning records. You know, it doesn't happen that often in the league. When you make the playoffs, you know, that, that many years in a row that they made it. I think they had a stretch of six or seven. Doesn't happen that often in the league. So, you know, you're right. Every every team does have bad seasons, except this one. And this one has managed to avoid it because of uh, because of their brain trust, because they're exceptionally good at identifying and developing talent. Mm-hmm. No question. And again, you know, so much of that is coaching and so much of that is good talent acquisition by John right. Snyder. <laughs> and here's a GM that, you know, works on every every possible trade possible to see if there's a you know something that makes sense to him and makes sense to Pete Carroll. Right. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's it's a it's hard. We've, we've tried to describe it. I mean, the, the specifics of the working relationship between Pete Carroll and John Schneider would not work in any professional sports organization mm-hmm. except this one where you have the head coach hired before the before his boss is hired. And he's sort of got the you know, he's got final say right. uh, over the over the GM, you know, in, in football. But but it, they don't have any problem with it. There's no turf war being fought for it like there is in any other circumstances, anything like this anywhere. Um, you know, I just I wish people had long enough memories to remember what things used to be like and, and to appreciate what things are like right now. Yeah, no question about it. Because, again, it's like and, and that's the thing that people don't accept is that uh, it's like, OK, so you fire these guys. Who are you going to replace them with? And are they going to be as good? And the answer is probably not. No, I mean the odds are against them being as good are probably fifty to one. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, we talk about the, the nine years in the postseason in, in ten years. This is this is the greatest stretch, obviously, of Seahawks football ever, and it's one of the better stretches in the NFL for anyone. Without Tom Brady, it is the mm-hmm. best stretch in the NFL um, over the past ten or fifteen years. So, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't. 
really, I just, I, I consider that the lunatic fringe, John. And many of them tweet your show constantly. Oh, yeah. And then, of course, I mean, then you look at uh, even the Mariners, and it's like uh, here they have the 90-win season that nobody expected when they were supposed to win 76 or 78 games. And you had you know, people at the end still you know, wanting to get rid of uh, Jerry Depoto and uh, Scott Service. Well, I mean, in the Mariners' case, uh, I will I will say it's a little bit different. They did win 90 yeah. games. It was impressive. They did not make the playoffs. They have the longest streak in all pro sports without making the playoffs. I understand cynicism there. I understand. Uh, look, you know, I don't I don't I'll believe it when I see it uh, because they haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not illogical if they if they had been running off 90 win season after 90 win season and missing the playoffs, but but still being very successful, that'd be one thing. But uh, that that hasn't been the case. So, you know, they're not inclined to believe that, that this year is going to be different this upcoming year, whereas when you look at it logically, you see a team with a ton of young players, most of whom are coming back, uh, if not all of whom are coming back, uh, with, with a, a good leader in Mitch Hanniger certainly coming back, uh, with a chance to, to have a, a nice run, and, and, you know, it's something that hasn't been seen here in 20 years. So I, I can understand the, the pessimism from, from a Mariner's standpoint because you haven't seen it. I do not understand it from a Seahawks standpoint because all you've had is winning. And, of course, finally, on, a, on an NFL basis, what is your reaction to the John Gruden story? Oh, just like puzzlement, number one. I mean, certainly uh, I'm, I'm not surprised to think that old school coaches still talk that way, but to email stuff like that is just Beyond me, I don't understand how he could have gotten the job in the first place if they had any idea of, of emails like that being out there, if that, why the league didn't tip him off, if they didn't look at him, or the Redskins didn't tip him off, excuse me, Washington. Uh, I don't understand that, why none of the other emails are going to be released, where there's there's probably, obviously, some more damning things on there that um, that, that should be addressed. Um, they're going to make Gruden the, the sacrificial lamb, and he deserves it based on, on, on the stuff that he said, which was just which was just horrifying um, from a guy that you kind of thought of as, as a good guy and certainly a guy who's a broadcaster for, for 10, 12 years, you know, kind of earned a lot of goodwill and, and mm-hmm. really went ahead and, and trashed it all. So uh, I feel it's, it's too bad for Gruden. I was surprised that that, that was in his soul, I guess, and 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 all that. But I, I'm also surprised that more more of those things, in particular that the Players Association isn't asking for for more, more of those emails to be released to at least have them go through them to see if, in fact, uh, you know, here's the opportunity to see if, if, if you know, people were, were planning, were, were doing things, you know, against Colin Kaepernick and not, not wanting to give him a job and things like that, you know, if that was in there, mm-hmm. for example. There, there's a lot of things that could be in there. but So I'm surprised at the limited scope, but, um, you know, probably more surprised that Gruden was the guy he turned out to be. I know, because, again, it's like I work with him. I go back knowing him when he was an assistant coach, talking to him when he was in Green Bay. And so I go back with him a long way, and I had no idea about this. I mean, all I knew is that he liked to swear. Right. Guys talk tough. I mean, that's one thing. But you don't write it down Mm -hmm. and tell people about it. You just act the way you act. So I mean, yeah, it's uh, it was. I think you're you're in the spot a lot of people are in. Just very very surprised and disappointed. Yeah, I mean, it's it's bad. So it's like, uh, you know, where that all goes, and I don't know. How do you think, you know, the loss of Gruden is going to affect a Raider team that you know really was playing its best in four years, and uh, now they're in turmoil. Of course, the irony was they had the first uh, guy who, who openly declared yep. that he was gay on their team, which is just <laughs> Carl, Carl Nassib. Carl Nassib, yeah. You just shook your head at that. I, I, look, it, it cannot possibly, 
I, in my opinion, it can't possibly have a positive impact on, on the Raiders. I, I, I can't see this working out for them in any way. And I, I see them, I see them, you know, fizzling out. I mean, you're right. They had a promising start. Um, I, I see it fizzling out. I, I just imagine what it's been like in there the last couple of weeks. You know, I think what they had with Gruden was a real strong personality. When in, in, in Mark Davis, you got a guy who doesn't look to be that kind of guy. So, uh, you know, it's um, Mike Mayock's going to have to step up in terms of, of, of presence in that organization. But I, I, I imagine this is going to signal uh, another lost year for the Raiders. Agreed. Hey, so what's on the weekend agenda for the Grass? Well, our, our, our Kraken are playing again. Okay. And we didn't have a chance to talk about the baseball playoffs, which are which are going. And, and uh, good start for the American League uh, last night with uh, Houston edging Boston by a run. And, and you got the Dodgers and the Braves going tonight in the American League, excuse me, in the National League. So uh, I'm looking forward to a little playoff baseball, a little Kraken hockey, and we'll work in some Seahawks football. That'll be great. And that's our weekly dose of the Garage with Dave Grosby. Dave, have yourself a great weekend. You too, John. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. John Clayton Show, 710 ESPN Seattle. This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle and 710sports.com. Our thanks to Matt Nelson for running the show. Our thanks to Matt Nelson for producing the show. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Seattle Sports Saturday coming up next. And, of course, uh, one news item out of Carolina. Christian McCaffrey just went on injured reserve. Uh, The running back who's making $16 million a year. And now all of a sudden what you're looking at is that uh, he's now missed 18 of his last 24 games. Wow. Let's go to Commando Dave. Hey, Dave. Hey, what's up, John Clayton? Man, it's great to be back on the John Clayton Show. At the end of an Oregon State beat the Huskies, the dogs got to beat the Bruins because I can't do another bender, bender. Mm-hmm. Fact of the matter, John Clayton, not only do the Huskies need to start winning games, I'm out of purple drink. Shout out to Matt the MC Nelson for getting me on the airways of 710 Cairo home of the Geno Smith to the rescue Seahawks and the video game playing Mariners so I can bring it to the show. And while I'm giving shout-outs, John Clayton, let me give one to the Seattle Kraken for getting their historic first win against the Predators in Nashville, home of the Grand Ole Opry and Tennessee Tuxedo. Moving from Nashville to Las Vegas, John Clayton, my sources tell me this has been an extremely emotional and tremendously ambivalent time for Chucky, and I, for one, feel sorry for him. Because of how the events of this past week played out in Vegas, I think we all knew it was just a matter of time before the fictional serial killer doll sent a cease and desist letter to Raider Nation demanding an immediate halt of any and all comparisons of him to the disgraced former Raider coach John Gruden. In a statement from his attorney, Charles Lee Ray Ray said, I read the emails, and that was no child's play. A long way to a punchline, John Clayton, but trust me, there's a couple movie fans out there cracking up. All joking aside, John Clayton, this was a very dark week for the Raiders that shined a Billy Joel, big shot, white-hot spotlight on the NFL. Raider Jim is one of my favorite callers, and today I love everything he had to say. I grew up an Oakland Raiders fan, and the kid in me is extremely sad for the organization. And, John Clayton, I will reiterate, this was a dark week that flipped the switch of a 650,000-watt light on the despicable darkness of what's really going on 
deep inside the NFL from a societal standpoint. And you said to a caller earlier, things are getting better, but we're not there yet. From my viewpoint, it's evident the league hasn't even gotten started yet. Moving to the Huskies, John Clayton, as far as I'm concerned, today is gut check time. Or as the checkers at QSC would say, sack check time. Or as the squirrels in the park put it, time to nut up. And if the Huskies are a team that has the heart to start mounting a respectable season, they'll pound the Bruins into the turf of Husky Stadium today. The one thing that bothers me about this game, John Clayton, is how many times can the Huskies play the Bears in one season? First the Grizzlies of Montana, then the Golden Bears of Cal, now the Bruins of UCLA. I just wish one of those games could have been the Yogi Bears of Yellowstone State. And lastly, John Clayton, as a noted fantasy football detractor and former fantasy football police of the John Clayton Show with Deputy Vincent Bosso. Tomorrow will be a rare fantasy football meets real football nightmare because not in any fantasy football player's wildest nightmare would they ever trade Russell Wilson for Geno Smith. But the Seahawks fans that have called for Russell Wilson's trade, your fantasy has become real. My best of Mrs. Clayton, go Dodgers, go Huskies, go Seahawks, talk to John Clay. Yeah, and for the Huskies, you got to go grin and bear it. Hey, thank you, uh, Commando. Coming up next, Seattle Sports Saturday. This is the John Clayton Show, 710 ESPN Seattle.